Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word from November 1st, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God, and we went through the life of Abraham, and now we're going through the life of David. This is part 44 of the overall series, part 16 of the life of David. I'm calling today's message, All the Glory. All the glory belongs to God. And when you get an understanding of that, then when you are facing a seemingly impossible situation, you get excited because you're actually in the middle of a situation where God can be glorified. And so, so we'll learn something about that today. So open up your heart. I don't know what, what giant you may be facing this morning, but no matter what you're facing, open up your heart to hear what God is saying. And believe me, you will be encouraged to be able to slay your giant so that God can be glorified. So I want to go back to the same portion of scripture that I dealt with yesterday. This is 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 41 to 47. I want us to go back and just kind of look at this, this story again, this situation, this part of the story. Once again, you have these two mountaintops. There's a valley, the valley of Elah in between. On one side, there's the Israeli army standing there with Saul. They were terrified for 40 days. They did nothing. On the other side, you have the Philistine army. And, and so now you have two representatives, uh, one from each side that are going to come down and fight and whoever wins, basically they're carrying the weight of their nations, uh, in their respective hands, right? So on one side comes this giant, this man is over nine feet tall. He's walking down and, and the armor that he's wearing weighs 125 pounds. He has a javelin. The javelin head weighs 15 pounds. His, his shield is so big that it takes another man to carry it. So his armor bearer is walking behind him with this huge shield, and he's walking down into the valley. On the other side comes a boy. Not a warrior at all. Obviously, he's not a giant. He doesn't look like he's dressed for battle. It looks like he's dressed for chores. And he's walking down, and he's like 17 years old. And he, this, this, this shepherd boy walks down. All he has is a, a stick. He has a shepherd's staff. He has a slingshot, and he has five smooth stones. And he's walking down into the valley. The giant looks at him. The giant gets upset. The giant saw, you know, it's like the war of words starts, right? And so the giant says, listen, am I a dog? I mean, like, this is the best you guys got? Come on, Israel. This is the best you got? You're going to send somebody down here to fight me with a stick? Am I a dog that you should come at me with a stick? And he went on to try to curse David by the names of his little G gods. And David was unfazed because you, you got to know that, that no one can curse what God has already blessed. And the hand of God was on David. He was anointed for such a time as this. The prophet had already poured the oil on him. So, so nothing that the enemy said could, could really faze him. He was unfazed. And then the giant said this. He says, come over here now and I'm going to give your flesh to the birds. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to give your flesh to the wild animals. And David looked at him and said, listen. Listen, you come at me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come at you, watch this, in the name of the Lord of the armies of Israel. This is the problem. You messed up now because you're coming after me in your name. You're coming after me in the name of this country, Philistine, but I'm coming at, you're coming uh, at me in the natural. I'm coming at you in the supernatural. He says, listen, I'm not here to represent myself. I'm here to give God all the glory. I'm here to represent the name of the armies of the Lord of heaven. You know what I'm saying? So, so no, you don't mess with the God of Israel. This is where you messed up. You thought you were messing with Israel, but you messed with the God of Israel. You, 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 you crossed the line when you started to talk about our God. And so now our God is going to manifest his glory in this valley through me on today. He says, today, the Lord will conquer you. I wanted to be clear that God is going to get all the glory. The Lord is going to conquer you, but I'm the one that's going to cut your head off. Now think about that. I'm going to deal with this tomorrow that David said, I'm going to cut your head off. And he didn't even have a sword. He said this because he saw it and you were never, your, 
your legs will never take you where your mind has never been. I'll deal with that tomorrow. But anyway, he saw it. He says, listen, the Lord is going to conquer you and I'm going to cut your head off. And then watch this. And then the whole world would know that there's a God in Israel. Once again, David is not there for him to get the glory. He is there for God to get the glory. He says, you don't mess with God. Now, God is the one that's going to kill you and uh, destroy you. And I'm going to cut your head off. But then everybody's going to know God is going to be glorified in this situation. Everyone is going to know that there is a God in Israel. And, and he says, this is the Lord's battle and he is going to give you to us. So it is clear that David was there putting all the focus, all the emphasis on God, on God getting the glory. And you and I, we can learn from this because when we walk into a situation, no matter how bad it seems, and our focus is on giving God the glory, oh man, then there's nothing that God can't do in, with, and through us. So what does this mean to you today? What does this mean to you today? I have seven things to share with you and, I'm, and all seven kind of focus around the fact that God wants maximum glory out of a situation. The title of today's message is all the glory. All the glory belongs to you, Father. And when we live with that mindset that we are here to give him glory, that we are here to glorify his name, that we are here to make God famous, not ourselves famous, but to make God famous, then there's nothing that God can't do in, with, and through our lives. I have seven things to share with you. Here we go. Open up your heart to receive. Number one, God could have, now think about this, God could have selected a seasoned warrior to fight Goliath, right? He could have sent out someone that had armor. They, you got armor, we got armor. You got a sword, we got a sword. He could have sent somebody out there with armor. He could have sent somebody out there with a sword. He could have sent somebody out there with a javelin. Uh, well, Goliath was nine feet tall. God could have saw to it that somebody in Israel was 10 feet tall, right? No problem. God could have done that. But where's the fun in that? I mean, how is God going to be glorified? If, if, if there was an Israeli that was 10 feet tall, with 200 pounds of armor and a 50 pound javelin head and all of that stuff, then you would have just saw this as a natural thing. But no, God sent a little kid, a 17 year old boy with a slingshot and a stone down into the valley to fight this giant. You know why? Because God specializes in man's impossibilities. God does the uncommon and he does it in unconventional ways. So that is clear that he is the one that's doing it. And remember John 14 and 10 is the father living in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. So God will send you into impossible situations so he can get the glory. Number two, we serve a God who specializes in making holy garments from flawed material. He does this to reveal his unmatched power in the earth. He will manifest his power through average men so that he can be seen on this planet. People can't see God, but they can see you. So God will flex his muscles through you so he can be glorified on this planet so that people can acknowledge that there is a God. Number three, God will send you into a situation that far exceeds your power, your ability, your strength, your money, your resources, your education. He will, he will send you into seemingly impossible situations and that forces you to rely on him. You're like, oh my God, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're sending me into this thing. I don't, I, I don't have the money. I, I don't have the education. I don't, I, I don't have the power. I don't have the strength. Th this is bigger than me. And it forces you to rely on him. And when you know that you can't do it, this is the key. You don't even try. When you know that you can't do it, you don't even try. You're like, well, I know I can't do this. So I really need you to do it. Now you tell me, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to do it? And so now when you're totally relying on him, when you know you can't do it, so you can't rely on your power, your ability, your strength, and your complete 
completely relying on God, it is at that point that God can do the impossible through you and so that he could be glorified, so that he could be seen, so that he could flex his muscles, so that when people look at you, they know that wasn't you. That was clearly God and he can get all the glory from it. Number four, this is, this is important. You got to remember, why, is, why am I talking about all this glory stuff? Because God gets the glory, we get the benefits. Let me make sure that we understand the difference. The very first commandment of the Ten Commandments says, you should have no other gods before me. That's Exodus 23. You should have no other gods before me. Remember, I'm God. That's it. There's no other God. I'm the only wise and true God. I don't want you to acknowledge any other deity. I don't want you to call upon any other name. There's no other name. <laughs> I am God. That's it. I get all the glory. Remember, our God reserves the place of God for himself. Our God is a jealous God, Exodus 34 and 14. So he doesn't want us giving any other God his glory. But watch this. He doesn't want us giving any other person his glory either. So he wants all the glory. He reserves the spot, the space of glory for himself. So God doesn't mind you getting the benefits. God doesn't mind you experiencing victory down here on this planet. God doesn't mind you operating in supernatural victory in every area and aspect of your life just as long as you give him the glory. He gets the glory, we get the benefits. So when you're in the middle of a situation that looks so bad that you don't see a way out, it is a perfect situation for God to be glorified. It's a situation, if it ever gets, if you're facing something that's so bad, so ridiculous, so humanly impossible, that no one expects victory, that's when God says, okay, cool, that's perfect for me. I will give you the victory and I will get the glory because everyone would know that it wasn't you, that you could not do that, not in a thousand years. There's no way you could have got it done. So now I can do it through you and I will be glorified through you. And this is what God is looking for. All the glory belongs to him. Number five, David saw this as a situation where God could be glorified. If you look at what he said, he says, listen, today the Lord is going to conquer you. I'm going to cut your head off, but the, but the victory is actually coming from God. The Lord is going to conquer you. David went on to say, and then when this is all done, the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. You see, his focus was on giving God the glory. What is your focus on? If your focus is on giving God the glory, then there's nothing that God can't do through you. If you live your life focused on giving God the glory, then he will manifest his power through you so that he can be seen through your life and living. Number six, when your desire, your real desire, and this should be your desire, is to give God glory. When your desire is to, is you were, when you know that you are born to glorify God, that you are on this planet, not for yourself, not for your selfish desires, that you are here for him, that it is he who made you and not you yourself, and you're living your life in such a way that you are attempting to, to bring him glory on a daily basis, then there's nothing that God will not do in and with and through your life. You, you got to acknowledge that there is a God who is on you and in you and with you and for you. And when you're living that way, he gets the glory. You get the benefits. Number seven. And finally, no, ma no matter how bad your situation may seem this morning, look at me. It's not too bad for God. No matter how big your problem seems, is not too big for God. God makes the world's impossibilities a reality for you. And he does this so that he can be glorified through your life and living. My question for you as I close, are you willing to believe God? Are you willing to believe that there's nothing too hard for God? I know, I know whatever you're facing right now may seem huge, may seem big, may seem impossible, but are you willing to believe in a God who can do all things? If you, if you can, if you can open up your heart to impossibilities, then God can make the impossible possible.
for you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this over your life now. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. I expect you to be glorified through my life and living. You send me into impossible situations just so you can flex your muscles and manifest your power. You make the impossible possible for me. You put your super on my natural daily. You empower me to do what I could never do without you. And you do this so that you could be seen, acknowledged, respected, and reverenced in the earth. You manifest your power through me so you could be glorified on this planet. Nothing is impossible for me. No giant is too big. No problem is too hard. There is nothing you can't do. And you live in me. Therefore, there's nothing I can't do. All things are possible for me. Because I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and never beneath. I'm the winner and not the loser. I am the victor and never the victim. And all of this is true because of you. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Internalize this thing. Get it down in your heart that God wants to get the glory out of everything that you do. And when you live to glorify him, there's nothing God won't do in, with, and through you. Listen, this is today's word. I want you to apply it. I want you to prosper. I want you to be the man, the woman that God called you to be. Get this down in your heart. Live to glorify God and you will live an amazing life. Before you leave the screen, please share this message with someone that you know. Share this on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. If you want to get these messages in email, go to todaysword.org and there's a subscribe button. You could click there and you'll get a daily email from me. And uh, you'll get a, a written version and then you'll get this video version. Listen, we just want everyone everywhere to know about Jesus. And so that they can know that the impossible can be possible for them. You walk into this day and embrace the power to do what you can never do without God. God bless you.